Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. Hello, everybody. It is January 2nd, 2013, and you're listening to the Talking Comics podcast, Time Travel. Um, <laughs> this is our third of our debate shows. Um, I'm here with Steve Say. I'm going to go get more whiskey. <laughs> Bob Ryer. Still hungover. And Stephanie Cook. Ugh. <laughs> but I will take some of that whiskey. And I am your host, uh, Bobby Shortle. Um, so we got the big categories coming today, the big ones, the big ones. We've got Best Writer, Best Artist. Best story arc, best ongoing series, and best overall comic. The fights are going to come now. Oh, yeah, because they haven't come yet at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you guys have missed the last couple of shows, we've kind of been going through and um, picking out our uh, nominees for these categories. And then next week, we are going to do an awards show. So, And you guys have been voting this whole time, hopefully. Mm-hmm on the site and um we're going to talk about your winners and our winners uh next week and you can expect to see um our personal top 10 lists going up uh over the next uh, few days and next week um so they should make sure to tune into the red carpet pre-show too right? yes absolutely yeah yeah joan rivers Where's, will yeah, be there joan and melissa rivers yeah. will be doing it stephanie will be doing her best joan rivers <laughs> i shall <laughs> um so let's uh Let's start with best story arc, I'd say. It's probably the best place oh. to start for this one. Um, Stephanie, you want to go first? For best story arc? arc. Um, let me see here. Uh, where did I put my list? Um, sure. I think a lot of them are uh, stuff that we're probably going to be pretty predictable. But anyways, The Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Um, In Pursuit of Flight, Captain Marvel. Okay. Um. Revival number volume one, which I can't remember the name of. Um, <laughs> Saga volume one, also can't remember the name of. And chapter one. Um, Lock and key clockworks. Okay. Ooh. All right, Bob, go ahead. Okay, X Factor from two forty one to now, it's uh, breaking points. Okay, breaking points. Uh, Batgirl one to four, a breath of broken glass. I second Stephanie's Captain Marvel. Okay. That uh, to me, it's one to six. I guess is that the one you're talking about, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know why this one I knew the title of, but oh, yeah. That's a great title. I like that. <laughs> yeah, title. this is the title. Yeah. I have okay. that one down too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Defenders, everything dies. Okay. And since I have no way to actually say it this way, it's Hickman's Fantastic Four. Future Foundation blended. The end run. Yeah. I think it's called Forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, um, Steve. Uh, I have The Amazing Spider-Man, I Killed Tomorrow, which is uh, number 678 to 679. Mm-hmm. That was this year, right? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Uh, Batman, Court of Owls, Batwoman, Hydrology, okay. uh, Saga, 
Chapter One, and Batman and Robin: Born to Kill. Oh, that final issue was just sick. Okay, all right. Um, mine are uh, Court of the Owls, obviously. Um, Everything Burns. Uh, oh, nice. In Pursuit of Flight, the Captain Marvel mm-hmm. storyline. Uh, Rot World. And um, the Dark Angel Saga, which is the Uncanny X-Force. Okay. Uh, so, um, it looks like uh, Captain Marvel and Night of the Owl, uh, Court of the Owls are both locks for yeah, best story sure. arc. I mean, we, I think we all voted for all of them, right? Except you knew we were Captain Marvel. No, but yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, uh, it seems like, uh, what else do we have multiple votes for? Uh, Saga, we have multiple votes for. I was at my list in like position number 10, yeah, so I would yeah. go behind that. Okay, too. me too. All right. So Saga volume or chapter one? Cha- mm-hmm. Saga chapter one. All right. So, um. So we have Batman, Court of Owls. Captain Marvel. Yeah. One to six in Pursuit of Flight. In Pursuit of Flight, which is a great name. Um. All right, uh, so let's let's start talking about this. Okay. Um, we have, uh, have any other multiple votes or that? No, that Kansas. seems like it's it. Um, uh, okay, so breaking points. Okay, well, X Factor. You and okay. Stephanie have both read this, right? Right. It's Peter David. He, in his own little corner of the X universe, is really spinning gold over there, and he's investigating in, in the individual personalities of his teammates. Uh, so you're seeing why Havoc could end up being leader of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You're seeing him. Great story with Polaris, uh, you know, Lorna Dane, seeing what her real origin might be and how Magneto uh, connects to that. You're, it's the run, Layla, run. Mm-hmm. We're seeing I, Monet. I would back this. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really special. Yeah. I mean, from what you've said about it, from what Stephanie said about it, from what Rob said about it, from yeah. like uh, uh, Joey... Uh, and Mara on the site have said about it. Um, I, I I can back it. I would throw it a vote without yeah. having read it. Too. Yeah, me too. So we'll do that. Breaking points. X Factor mm-hmm. starts at two forty one. So is that three ne- four now? It's four we have. Yeah, yeah. only one. So, only have one left. Um, uh, I'm willing to get rid of Rot World just because it's not over yet. Yeah, I was. Gonna, that was the reason I didn't make my list. Yeah, just because it's not over yet, and I'd like to see how it finishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's going to finish great because those two guys are geniuses. But um, I'm comfortable with it not being there. Um, I will say, but I just uh, Batgirl one through four. I'm not sure. Did that end in 2012? I guess if you. I guess I think if you one in through four would have been out in 2011. No, it would have. No, I think January. Well, I know Batman five. I think was January. Hmm. So that's okay, the only so pull, reason. That's it, the okay. only reason I'm questioning it. We can obviously I look thought, it up. No, I thought four came out in January, but no, go for it. No, I'll take it out. Okay. It's just too close to to worry about. Okay. Um. So, what do we have left here? We have. Um. I mean, I'm. Gonna, it's gonna be tough for me to argue for Uncanny X Force just because, um, of the situation. But I will say, just like I said about the other thing, it's since I've been sorry we started doing this. It's one of the best arcs I have read. Um. It's so involved and so big, you know, and it feels big. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 every little moment um, feels important. It has characters doing things you don't you don't expect. You know, like I said, multiple dimensions. You know, heroes becoming villains, villains becoming heroes. It's, Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> exactly. 
it's it's amazing. And if nothing else, people who aren't reading because we haven't talked about it much. I mean, Mara talked about it when she was on the show a little bit, but. If nothing else, people who haven't been reading the book, it's ending, it ended a couple weeks ago, and the new one's starting up, but go back and read the Remender run on Kenny X Force because it's been spectacular. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm willing to back away from that just because I know it's going to be tough. No one else has read it, so it's tough to argue something okay. that no one else has read. Um, so I'll take that out. Uh, what else we have left here? Uh, okay, so. We have Batwoman and Batman and Robin from you. Yeah. Right? We have Defenders from you. Um, Lock and Key, Clockworks from Stephanie, and Revival from Stephanie, right? I'm not missing mm-hmm. anything, I don't think. All right. Um, I've read Revival. I think it's great. Um, Defenders is also great, so I'm, I'm torn on that. I've read, actually, I've read almost all of these. So, <laughs> um, if, if, give, me, give me what you're going to say. Yeah, if I, if I had to choose... Obviously, because I'll probably only get to, to talk for one. If I had to choose between Bat uh, Batwoman and Batman and Robin, I would choose Batman and Robin. Okay. Um, because of of how it started mm-hmm. and to how it finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I remember distinctly us going through the podcast and going through the series as it was coming out. And I mean, I'm not sure where, where Stephanie had uh, stands on it or where she wound up if she stopped reading. But Damien, as a character, we he was so intolerable and annoying and, and just, he almost people were, I thought that he was crippling the book an otherwise really great book, but yeah, but by the end of that arc, by the end of six, when he, he does what he does at the finale of that arc defined the, 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 the very essence of his relationship to his father and, and the whole, the whole Bruce Wayne, Damian Wayne relationship, uh, it solidified him as my favorite Robin. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I'm putting my vote in for it. I just thought it was very powerful and it would be, it, it was nice to see amidst the Batman stuff, a really, really great father and son arc that you don't really get that very much anymore from a comic at least i haven't seen anything like that um and i think that it it really there was a huge huge arc for robin himself for damien himself that he started off as this bratty you know pain in the ass kid and by the end of that he was not only a force to be reckoned with but he had kind of started to see the light and come around and now it it kind of defined him that he's actually in the series that he's still in he's calling shots left and right and he's established himself as a very dangerous character mm-hmm. um and i just when i when i think of him i remember that arc and i remember the end to that arc and just how satisfying it was to watch a character grow throughout the course of only six issues there was a lot of character growth in that mm-hmm. um so that's my argument for batman and robin you know i i agree with you everything you said i mean i that series that arc started out and I didn't like the character and I grew to really love that character and become one of my favorite characters in the entire DC universe. Um, and I ha- the thing is, I'm just trying to, I love the, the Batwoman arc as well. Yeah. Um, I kill tomorrow was great. All of your choices were great and things I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, my personal vote right now for all these is going behind Defenders. But um, that's just me. Stephanie, uh, 
that's the problem. I haven't read any of Lock and Key Clockworks, so it's tough for me to even talk about it. Steve, you've read a little bit of it or no? I've read uh, the first three volumes of Lock and Key. Okay. I have absolutely no doubt that if I had read it, I'd probably be siding with Steph just because Lock and Key is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I have no mm-hmm. doubt that it's amazing, but I haven't read it. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the only reason why I don't know if I would throw my vote that way. I have read Defenders. Right. And even though I don't feel that it's better than, the, at least one of the ones that I presented, mm-hmm. um, I might be able to be swayed towards that. But I mean, Lock and Key in general is just a phenomenal series. And like I said, if I had read it, I probably would be, you know going in with Steph. Right. I, I mean, I, I get that. And like, my problem is though, like, like, like my thing with the uncanny X force, it's really tough to argue on your own about a series that no one else has read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, 70, are you willing to get rid of lock and key here or do yeah, you really want to fight for it? I'm fine with that. Yep. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I'll just put it on a personal thing. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, what we have left is, um, we have revival. Um, we have defenders. We have uh, forever, which is the FF Fantastic Four. Um, we have I Kill Tomorrow, Batwoman, and Batman and Robin. Um, for one spot. For one spot. Uh, I mean, I, I would, I, I don't know. I would throw in for defenders since it's you. You seem to think that you would go in for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Revival, as as I mean, I don't know if this should be a reason, but I, I feel like it's it's making its way onto the lists a lot. And I would like we were talking about variety before and trying to give other things a chance. That if we have one spot left, I think perhaps it should go to something else. I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, I think that um, yeah, I, he, I have a stronger reaction. I love revival. Mm-hmm. I have a strong. This is the, I'm, this is my only reasoning. I have, I have a stronger reaction and a, a more fondness for the defenders arc, but that's just that, that's going going off gut right there. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? I really appreciate what revival's doing. You know, as far as being a in a genre that to me seemed like it was growing tired, bringing a new slant to it. You know, and being yeah. completely different than anything I expected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But in a lot of ways, and in a, that's the same thing that Defenders does, you know, in a lot of ways. It's a story about a superhero team, but it's different. You know, it's not following that same path. With the Defenders, when created all those years ago, it was meant to be the non-team. Mm-hmm. And this managed to be that all over again mm-hmm. with a whole new group of people all done very well. Yeah, it's funny and it's emotional. I mean, I really loved that series. Um now this, wait, wait, this is democracy, obviously. So my vote's going behind defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine would go there, and I'll drop forever. FF. Uh, FF? Yep. Okay. So you'd rather have defenders than FF. So we've mm-hmm. we've gotten rid of that. Um, of your three, you'd rather have Batman and Robin, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to get rid of anything that we don't we can you know pare it down. Yeah. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man, I Kill Tomorrow. I mean, I I think that it it encapsulates everything that's fun mm-hmm. about Spider-Man, and yeah. it was also my introduction to the character more or less. Mm-hmm. So it was more for personal reasons right. that I put. So maybe that could be on my personal yeah. list. That's a great two-issue arc, though, and that's oh, what got fantastic. me back into Spider-Man. So, yeah. um, it's great. I know Stephanie, you've read that too, right? I did really enjoy it. Um. Yeah. 
I don't know if it was one of my favorite of the year, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. So Grady's amazing. We have, <laughs> yeah. we have three series left for one spot. All right, for three arcs left. Mm-hmm. We have the first volume of Revival. Um, we have Defenders, uh, which is called what? What's it called? Everything dies. Everything dies. <laughs> happy, um, happy, cheery. And Batman and Robin. What's the name of the arc? Born to Kill. Born to Kill. Okay. All right. All cheery books. Yeah, well, yes, all with great, all with all with all happiness. Mm. That's what they all are. All right, so this is tough. I mean, this is this is this is one of those things where usually I'm like, oh, I haven't read any one of these, so it's easy for me to. I've read all of these and really enjoyed all of them. Um, all right, so I guess let's go around and let's see what everyone says here. Uh, everyone's probably gonna vote for themselves, but let's. <laughs> um, Stephanie, let's start with you. Um, to be fair, like. Revival one's the only one that I've really delved into. I liked uh, Batman and Robin. I did actually read a lot more of it. But I think what takes away from that being... Um, Batman and Robin was still in there, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, just double-checking. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, what takes away from me is the fact that Robin is so unlikable. Um, for a good chunk of the book, it's... I mean, he grows, yes. But, I mean... I didn't read it for ages until somebody told me to pick it up again, you guys, because he was such an insufferable character. And that's not a good thing. Like, I wouldn't have read it had you guys not told me to try it again. So, I mean, to me, that's a detriment to it. Like, I I don't think that's a good quality. I I like the book. Uh, I I appreciate what Steve has said about it. I, I see your points and i do think those are completely valid reasons to love the book but for me um it just you know it 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 just didn't do it for me um i i i mean i'm willing to let you guys duke it out because i haven't really read the other series Mm -hmm. so if you guys want to duke that out and take out revival i'm totally fine with that you guys know where i stand on this (laughs) so i mean I'm okay yeah. with you guys choosing the last one. Okay. Um, I will say this about Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something we actually, we both said while, while talking about it was first couple issues were tough to read. Then it gets, then it gets really good. It gets great too. And I think, it, I think the good outweighs the bad, but it does have those couple issues where you're kind of like, this is not so great. You know? I, I feel differently about it, but I understand. I'm getting nitpicky right now yeah. because you know how much I love Batman and Robin, how much I love Damien. Yeah. And I'm just saying there hasn't been an issue of Defenders that I read that I was like, there was no issue where I was like, this could have been, I wanted more out of this. Well, you know what it is? I didn't start reading Bat and Robin. I was a little bit late to mm-hmm. that. So he had already turned. Gotcha. And then I, the, I, I read those insufferable issues knowing mm-hmm. that he redeems himself. So I kind of had a little bit more of a tolerance that for makes it sense. than others. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I had st- I read the first two issues, then stopped reading it. And then when Scott Snyder was on the show and said, oh, it's really good, you know, P- Pete Tomasi doesn't get enough credit, blah, blah, whatever. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go check it out. Um, and then I, once I got past those first couple issues, I really got into the character. Well, let's... I mean, I'll throw a vote in for Defenders. I okay. don't think people expect that. I think we yeah. should that that should be the one. All right, so Defenders, everything dies. <laughs> is our number five. <laughs> Happy days. <clears throat> All right, so that's best story arc. So, um, best artist. How about best artist? Oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. 
<clears throat> All right, I'm going to go first. All right, and then we'll go around. Ready? Go for it. Uh, Greg Capullo, Chris okay. Samney, Fiona Staples, Marco Cicchetto, and J.H. Williams are my five. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's, let's start this business with Steve. Go ahead. Uh, I've got J.H. Williams. Okay. Uh, Menton Three. Okay. Chris Buccialo, Scotty Young, and Fiona Staples. Bob? David Aja. Okay, okay, good one. Dexter Soy. Mm-hmm. Amanda Connor. John Byrne. J.H. Williams III. Okay. Stephanie? I've got uh, Mike Norton. Okay. J.H. Williams III. Okay. Uh, Greg Capullo. Yannick Paquette. And Fiona Staples. Okay. Greg Capullo. Um, you said Yannick Paquette, right? Yep. Okay. Fiona Staples and Paquette. Okay. Okay. Fiona's at number seven on my list. So okay. if you wanted to throw Fiona onto this list, obviously no argument. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I say J.H. Williams is a lot because we all yeah. voted for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray wrote that one down. And Fiona Staples as well. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, I'll go right away and just say, like, for me, the Marco Cicchetto thing is a lot like the um, Uncanny X Force thing for me. Cicchetto is the artist on Punisher. Um, which I think is a spectacular series, and his art is utterly, yeah, you know, just amazing. Like dark and gritty, but you know, it reminded me of I said this when I talked about the book, but watching a Fincher movie, you know, and, and yep. was able to just these rain scenes and this violence, and it all, you know, a lot of times with the Punisher, he's a very violent character, and that violence is somebody's treated just like everything else in comic books, which is the same. It, it's like Spider-Man punching somebody; they treat Frank shooting somebody. You know, it has no weight; it has no meaning. And in the Ruck of Punisher run, all of those things had meaning. All those things had weight. When the Punisher took a life, it was not a, look at this guy, he's a badass. It was, look how difficult this is and how much toll it takes on this man. Even this man who doesn't feel anything anymore. You know, Look at the toll it takes on everyone around him. Look what happens to this guy who's just a guy, you know, who goes up against all of these people. You know, And that's in the writing, but it's also in the art You know, because it just is... It, it you can't get away from it, you know. And it was a book that really snuck up on me, but I I just think it was unbelievable. I don't expect him to be on this list, but I wanted to talk about him because I think he deserves to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, let's see who else we got here. So, um, I think that's it for multiple votes. Um, I'm gonna say. I mean, we talked about this with the Dexter Soy thing. I think we gotta cut him just because he what he had like four issues. Right. You know, I, I just yep. don't think that, that that works, you know. Next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's working a lot, right. you know. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll cut Soy. Um, who else we got here? Let's see. Who, who wants to fight for somebody? Uh, I would like to fight for Menton 3. All right. The good thing about the artist thing is that you can just show us stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that's seen uh, Monosite, these or, or the Lost Project, that's, that's uh, you know, coming about uh mentor three is one of those really uh prolific just ridiculously talented uh artists who's kind of uh, under not underground but just in a very he's with the 44 flood uh which is you know ben templesmith casper gambari uh lots of idw people lots of horror oriented things um but i mean i know we're going by artistry here he paints 
all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. He's uh, a pioneer of a collective of artists that have been putting out these projects through Kickstarter that have, I mean, I've never seen Kickstarters. I've been a part of three of them now. I've never seen Kickstarter events for an artist to give back to the people that put in for these Kickstarters like 44 Flood has. I mean, you're talking about new new reward point systems and new new bonuses every other day mm-hmm. for people that were involved in these projects. Um, all of his stuff is is canvas paint, beautiful, just stuff that is really, really off the beaten path, off the, off the realm. Just you won't see it unless you pick up one of his books. It's kind of like like the Steve Niles 30 Days of Night or Ben Temple Smith kind of family where it's just it's really cruel, it's really uh esoteric and just very very highly highly visual. Very dark, very dark, but there's just there's such like a almost like an ethereal nature mm-hmm. to everything that that he produces. And I mean, I've seen him do straight up things. Our uh, contributor, Alyssa, who had uh, her baby recently, mm-hmm. uh, Max has an original painting of a, of an infant child hanging in her in her nursery for him, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, as far as you know, we for these nominees and for these lists, for the sake of of getting people aware of other artists that they might not run into. Mm-hmm. Um, to have somebody as different as him and as pioneering as him on this list would be a good move. So, um, yeah. Can I just say something about that specific point? Yeah. I think that's a really great idea, but comparatively when somebody, when people are voting, they're going to vote for the person they know. They're not going to vote for the person they don't know. They might go check it out later, but I feel like if you were to do like an article on your best artist of the year and have him and feature his art and maybe like put in some snippets of an interview. Like I, I feel like that's a better way to showcase his art than put him on a best of list of the year when no one's going to know who he is. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I already have two people on my list that have made it mm-hmm. onto the list. So I'm fine. If the, my other three choices mm-hmm. don't make it, then that's cool. But I just wanted to say a few words about him. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, it, and yes. it's beautiful. This what you what showed here us for, here. Right? Yeah. You make your yeah. case and he is a fantastic artist, but yeah, yeah that's just my point to that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I complete, trust me. I, a lot of these things that I wrote down were for me mm-hmm. and for me to be able to talk about them and just remind people of what we've been doing this whole year. Yeah. No, yeah. I, and yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it's the same reason I brought up Marco Cicchetto and I brought up Uncanny X-Force a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great because even if they don't get nominated, we get a chance to talk about these people. And it's great because even though, even when we've been arguing about things, we've been arguing about who's the best at something. We were arguing yeah. about positive yeah. things, you know, and I think that's really great. Um, well, I, on that, if you don't mind, then yeah. on that sort of front, I, John Byrne is my favorite artist working. Mm-hmm. And in this, you know, he doesn't work for the big two anymore because he just doesn't want to deal with the politics of all that and editors who say stupid things and so on and so forth. And he's sort of earned it after 30 something years in the business. He continues to grow as an artist. He was when we were doing a most improved. He was actually on that list. His art is better now than it was when he was doing the X-Men 30 years Mm -hmm. ago. He's a 60 year old guy. He could just sit there and draw the draw the way he always drew. Mm -hmm. And yet it's different. And he did three different series this year, not counting some leftover Star Trek stuff, which is amazing, but did a Cold War spy saga, Trio, and finished up Next Men from 20 years ago, which each one looking 
it's all burn, but it's each one's different. Mm -hmm. They're each told in a different way. So they just got to bring that up here. We can pull him from the list, but uh, mission accomplished. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll agree with you. Uh, Trio, there's only thing I've read of his this this year. I looked at, I mean, I've obviously seen his art in other places, older stuff, mm -hmm. but um, it's beautiful, you know, and it's, it's beautiful in not in not an obvious way, you know. It's beautiful in a very classic comic book way, um, and I think that's great because that doesn't exist a lot of places, you know. Um, and I think it's great that he's still working because someone like me who I might look at that stuff academically, if it was the older stuff, I get to experience fresh, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty wonderful. Um, I will say I made a slight oversight when I said there was no other double votes. Uh, there's two votes for Capullo. I don't think we can leave him off this list. Like he's got to be in in the top five. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be. I mean, he's like one like the artist, you know, Bailey working out um on the biggest book, you know. So, um, so we have three, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, who are our three? Fiona Staples, J H and, and Greg Greg, Greg All right. So let's see who we have left. So we've eliminated Menton. And Marco Cicciato and uh, Dexter Soy. Dexter Soy and John, John Byrne. Byrne. All right. So that leaves us with um, Scotty Young. Which is not going to get voted. No, I mean, I just don't like, I, I understand why he's on the list. And mm. I, I, I like his stuff. Yeah. But for me, it just does not hit that same note it hits yeah, no, for fine. you, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I like Scotty Young as well. But I feel, and I love his stuff outside of what he does in comics. Because I feel like he always gets dumped with these stupid baby covers. And I'm sorry, I know you like them, Steve. And I have a couple of the prints myself. Mm -hmm. But it's just stupid to me. Like, but I have stop other... putting these baby books out. Like, <laughs> well, he, been... It's a waste of his talent. He is legitly talented and can do amazing stuff. And having him dumb down his brilliant art is kind of insulting well he does the, so the oz I would like books to, he, too i know he does like oz and all those things too but he's known for the babies things which is kind of ridiculous he should be known for his awesome stuff <laughs> so i mean to me i like scotty young but until he kind of gets away from that and makes a name for himself outside of the baby stuff i don't consider him to be like on my best artist list yeah he's being pigeonholed as a novelty mm-hmm Novelty I, I get that. Like, I mean, I it doesn't change the fact that he's great. He is great, but I mean, I just like his. I don't want so him much. to be great for ABX babies. I want him to be great for the art that he's, you know, great at. You know what it is? If I could take my art and bring it to the next level, it would Sorry, be guys. like Scotty Fair Young up. level type of mm -hmm. stuff. That if I can give my stuff depth and a little bit more detail, then that's like that's what it would end up looking like. So I think my saying that he's one of my, I think I strive to want to not be like him, but just to his, his detail and the type of art that he makes that mine is similar that I've been doing it for so long. And that I found an artist that's kind of similar that I, I would love to have his level of expertise in doing what he does. Cause all I can do is my style. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to draw a table, I can't. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, and I got I to gotta plead ignorance. I don't know who Chris Buccialo is. He is the artist. He did um, He did a lot of stuff for Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just he's just a very... This is his uh, the cover of A plus X mm -hmm. uh, number two, the uh, Black Widow and Rogue mm -hmm. story. Um, he's just... He's fun. 
He's fun. He's he's one of those he's one of those people that does a lot of books for Marvel and he it's almost like you can't keep track of how much stuff he shows up in where you're just like you pick up a book off the shelf. Oh, Buchala did this. He did that. Right. Uh, it's very reminiscent of uh, Humberto Ramos, mm-hmm. who does, uh, you know, Amazing Spider-Man and, and Spider-Island and all that. It's like a almost like a sister style or a variation of mm-hmm. his. Um, but it's very it's highly stylized. The line work in his the way that he sets characters hair, his facial expressions are extremely, extremely expressive. Um, and one of the things that I, I absolutely love about him is that when he draws things that are in the background, his his environments are always extremely detailed, almost too detailed. But the the little people where there are there isn't so much detail where it's just two little holes for the eyes and a slit for the mouth. He manages to make those characters entertaining to go behind what's in the foreground and look in the background to see what all of them are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a game mm-hmm. uh, looking at his art. Um, and even if he doesn't get on the nominee list, I just want to bring attention to mm-hmm. him because I just I just think he's so much fun. Cool, yeah. I didn't know. It's funny because I didn't know his name, but once you said the Wolverine, the X Men thing, yeah, yeah, he did a whole bunch of those. Yeah, um, it's weird. I mean, you know, we see these characters drawn in all these different ways, but it's the way that he does it is is a very in between. It's it's part Saturday morning cartoon. It's part anime. It's part traditional. It's got a lot of elements in it that that meld into this one style that he has that mm-hmm. I really enjoy. It's kind of a culmination of everything else that we enjoy mm-hmm. put into one thing. Gotcha. So that's him. Cool. <laughs> so the other things we have left are David Aja, Amanda Connor, Mike Norton, and Yannick Paquette. Um, Who's Yannick Paquette? He's the Swamp Thing artist. Ooh. Uh, but the only thing about that is that Seventy, I, and this might be. I'm. I don't know how many issues of Swamp Thing's even done this year. You know. Um, I thought he was the artist consistently through it, but I could be wrong. The thing about that theory is, is they've just been switching off. Like it's re- definitely remained his style, and I think he has like a stylistic overview of the book because it remains his kind of panel layouts and everything that he that he's known for with that book. But they've changed artists so many times. Really? But, yeah, there's different artists. Because I, I thought, I, I mean, I just read Swamp Thing. I read all of it like two days ago mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, I suppose. Time travel. <laughs> Time um, travel. And I, I thought it was all Yannick, but if it's not, I'm I'm cool with taking. It I off don't the think list. so. I mean, I'm gonna look um, right now. While I, it, I, yeah, I I thought, but if it's not, then I'm whatever. Because my memory is just as I've looked through it, it's been like different, you know, different artists, different artists, different artists. But again, that could just be me being wrong um which is possible okay. um let's talk about david aja though bobby you were on his yeah um mm-hmm. why'd you pick him um here's the deal with hawkeye which could have gone all sorts of wrong mm-hmm. a perfect style for a perfect sort of under the radar tale it's street level but it's it's humorous the the the, uh, the lady hawkeye stuff is really done so well you're seeing human relationships and yet action sequences in, in the latest issue, all that stuff through the hotel and going out the window and and, and sort of, it's almost like a French farce, room to room and who's looking at who and where. 
wonderful sense of humor, wonderful sense of place that you always know where you are. You never lose the geography of it, and it's so fast-moving, it'd be very easy to have it all go wrong. Right. And yet it doesn't. And it's one of those styles that, I've said this before in the air, was Bill Waterson was talking about how you know the simple strips are a lot harder to draw. You're doing a superhero book, it's not when it's Kirby or Bernard Perez or the guys who are really drawing all this stuff, but there are people who the background is just filled with crap mm-hmm. because they, the, the, the scene isn't balanced properly. So I'll just draw stuff mm-hmm. and I'll put some rubble over here and some windows that don't go anywhere. If you're just going to have <laughs> a, a simple figure in front of a building and have it have weight and character and depth, that's not easy to do. And I think David is really ticking, ticking the boxes on that one. I definitely agree with you. Uh, Stephanie, I just looked up the Swamp Thing thing. Um, thing thing. Uh, <laughs> thang thang. Uh, it seems like most of the issues he's been artist for the last. It's been the last couple of uh, issues. He's been uh, Marco Marco Rudy has been doing the art for it, mm-hmm. um, bouncing back and forth with him. So I guess it just seemed like he was doing less. So, I mean, I love him. I think he's an unbelievable artist. But I just I just wanted to clear that up. Um, I, Dave, the David Aja thing. I, I I'm behind that. I'm behind it too. Uh, but how, do we only have one spot left? We have two. 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 Two spot left. Okay. Um, how do you feel about David, Aja, Stephanie? Um, I'm a little behind on Hawkeye, and I, I don't know. Like, I'm not uh, – I don't know. It, that's fine with me. <laughs> okay. I got album. All right. Are you sure? We can talk yeah. about it. It's not a big yeah. deal. We can talk okay, about who it. Who do we have left? Uh, we have or, Aja. We have two spots, and we have who? D- David Aja, Amanda Connor, Yannick Paquette, and Mike Norton. Yeah, I could throw my weight behind David Aja. Okay, so we'll put David Aja. So we have one spot left um, uh, for Mena Connor, Yannick Paquette, and Mike Norton. Um, also, I have Chris Samney on my list, but I, don't think, I think we've forgotten about him. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd say for me, between these, I would go with Mike Norton just because he's doing the art. He's, he's got Battle Pug. He's got Revival. He's got It Girl in the Atomics. Um. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good for that. Uh, that's that would yeah. be me, Stephanie. I don't know. I know he was on your list, but would you rather oh, him and Yannick? What's your feeling? Mike Norton. Mike Norton. Okay. Yeah. I love it, girl. I, yeah. 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 Let's go with Mike Norton. Let's lock Mike All Norton. Right, so in. we got J. H. Williams, Fiona Staples, Greg Capullo, Mike. Uh, who's the fourth? David, David Aja. Aja. Oh, David Aja and Mike Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Good I like list. That. I like that list. Yeah. I like that list quite a bit. It's going to be hard picking a winner. Yes, it is. That really varies, too, from some of the other um, best of lists I've seen from some other mm. sites. So I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah, you, know me too. Hard, you know, it's hard. It's Good hard to... job, team. Yay. <laughs> Yay, us. It's hard to remember that there's also colorists, too. Yeah. Because, like, like, I wanted to, to for David Aja, I would be like, and that color palette mm-hmm. is awesome. But that's yeah. not... I mean, and maybe he was like, consulting and he's like i want you to use this but yeah you know the colorists really deserve a lot of credit for making these these books gorgeous as well Mm -hmm. on that note that captain marvel 6 we were talking about before Mm -hmm. you had uh kelly sue emma rios penciling and jordi belair coloring an all-female creative team oh yeah it's a gorgeous book absolutely i like it a lot Um, i I actually think one side note here sorry um i missed out on speaking about i i I don't really like the book, The Activity. It's a great book. Um, it's well-written and uh, it's beautiful. 
But I just wanted to point out as an artist, uh, he didn't make even my really nominations list, but uh, Mick, Mitch Gerard. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, I think that's his name. Sorry if it's not and he somehow is listening to this. But anyways, <laughs> he is phenomenal. He Damn makes you, that Stephanie. book what it is. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you guys aren't familiar with it, when you're in your neck, like the next time you're in your comic book shop, just leaf through the activity just to see his work alone because seriously, it's like major eye candy. Um, a lot of that is going back to tying into Steve's thing about colorists. Um, I, I can't remember who the colorist is on that book, but Nobody they does. have the perfect, like, um, they just work so well together and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to give him a shout out. I will say this to David Aja. He actually, I think he does the colors. Oh, he, he does. He's credited as artist. Mm. So I'm not sure, but so those colors are wonderful. Then <laughs> yeah. is well, he actually the colorist on that? I'm not sure. I, I got. Oh no, no, sorry. I'm talking about on uh, Hawkeye. Okay. Oh, on Hawkeye. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, on Hawkeye. Well, if we go throw left field things, and I'll do one that's black and white. Adam Warren from Empowered, oh. which ah. is all penciled and in an, in a book that is filled with sexuality, yet is not lewd somehow with all the crazy stuff that goes on. Yep. In a, in a world where there are so many covers of people in various states of undress that end up looking like, oh, I don't want to look at this. It's fun and playful mm. and yet still romantic and sexy and everything else without seeming really insane. And that I, ugh. yeah, I will say this too, um, about black and white. Uh, we mentioned him before when talking about, um, the you know, breakthrough art, uh, writers, we did, uh, but Sean Murphy, as far as an art goes, black and white art, it's amazing. Because never are you confused at all about what, what's where and what separates what from what. So I just wanted to uh, bring that up. Um, yeah, and Terry Moore as well with Rachel oh, yeah. Rising has that same thing because his work is phenomenal. He writes and does the art for Rachel Rising and he fucking rocks. <laughs> so read it, people. All right. So best writer. Here we go. Woof. All right. Okay. So um, Stephanie, why don't you go first? Okay, um, so I'm pretty sure this is a very predictable list, um, but Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. Kelly Sue DeConnick, mm-hmm. Brian Wood, okay. and Brian K. Vaughn. All right. All right. Bob. Peter David. Okay. Gail Simone. Kelly Sue DeConnick. Matt Fraction. Jonathan Hickman. Steve? Uh, I've got Jonathan Hickman, okay. Kelly Sue DeConnick, okay. Mark Wade, okay. Scott Snyder, okay. and Jeff Lemire. Okay. All right. So it looks like Kelly Sue is locked. Yeah. What about yours? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Scott you Snyder. You don't count on your own show. Uh, Scott Snyder, uh, Mark Wade, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Jeff Lemire, and Greg Rucka are my five. Rucka, Rucka, Rucka. Um, I think... Then Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder as well, yeah? Uh, well, we have three votes. Well, Kelly Sue's locked in. We all voted mm-hmm. for Kelly Sue. Three of us voted for Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. The, these are, this is when the passion is going to start coming in. I mean, I don't think we're going to argue. Scott Snyder has to be on this list. There, there's yeah. no way he's yeah. not on this list. Um, uh, I, would, I would say Jeff Lemire as well, but I got to tell you, I am more passionate about getting Mark Wade on this list than I am about even getting Jeff Lemire on the list. Uh, Wade's uh, my number six, so you'd have my vote. I mean, he is 
I mean, Daredevil, Indestructible Hulk, Rocketeer, Rocket- Steve, Steve and Mrs. Mrs. Peel. Peel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, he's on my list. Yeah, so insufferable. I'm- I haven't read that much of his this year, but he was going to be on my list. I, and I just whittled it down to people, uh, writers that I had read a lot of their stuff. So I'm willing to put Mark Wade on this list as well. Okay. So let's throw Mark Wade on there. We'll lock sure. Mark Wade in. Um, uh, I mean, I'm going to, so the, the, we, so we got Snyder, Wade and Kelly Sue. I mean, you've got, you have three votes for Lemire. Yeah. I don't know how, I wouldn't attempt to argue you out of it. What I've read, I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Not passionate that I would care one way or the other. Right. So rather than, you know, be the monkey wrench in the works. <laughs> I th- I think he deserves to be. I mean, I think I, he deserves it too. Yeah. I mean, Sweet Tooth, Animal Underwater Man. Welder, Animal Man, Justice League then Dark, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I mean, Stephanie, what do you think? You voted for him, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I I don't see how he can't. He's probably... I mean, him and Scott Snyder are arguably the most influential comic book writers this year. Mm-hmm. And to not put them on the list would kind of be comic book blasphemy, I think. <laughs> Truthfully, yeah. You have sinned! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm going to, like, this has it's been a good list for me so far. I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm bowing Greg Rucka out of the, out of the running. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said about Punisher before, I said it when I was talking about Chichetto. It's an amazing run. And, um, everybody should read it. Even if you hate the Punisher, read their run on the Punisher because it is amazing. And Rucka, Rucka's writing is unbelievable. Um, I read that this year. I also read Batwoman this year. And even though they didn't come out this year, obviously, it was he's an amazing guy. So I'll take that off the list. But I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, so we have like we have uh, Brian Wood, Brian K. Vaughn, Peter David, Gail Simone, Matt Fraction, and Jonathan Hickman. And we have one spot. We have one spot. (laughs) This is where it starts to get fun. All right. So all of my horses are out of this race right now. So I have not much to fight for here. Um, You guys have people that, you know, you all have have horses in this race. Um, Okay, wait. Can we – okay, so we had Brian Wood, Brian K. Vaughn. Sorry, just let me hear them so I can – Brian Wood, Brian K. Vaughn, Peter David, Gail Simone, Matt Fraction, and Jonathan Hickman. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk, uh, let's, I'll talk about this partly from like academic perspective mm-hmm. and like list off works, you know, and if I, so Peter David has X Factor, right? Which we, I know is amazing. I just want, is there anything else that he wrote this year? I don't think so, right? Not, not that it's not numbers. The, it's not, not about the, numbers. Not I'm for just, the majors. Okay, no, just, it's short stories here and there. Okay. Obviously, the rest of what he was writing. But yeah, in terms of Marvel, that was it. I mean, Hickman obviously has both FFs. He has Avengers mm-hmm. starting. He wrote Manhattan Projects. Um, Secret. Secret, yes. Um, uh, Fraction, we had Defenders. He started on the FF titles. He's got Hawkeye, oh. right? Um, Gail has got Batgirl. And that's it. All she wrote this year, yeah. right? Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, Brian Kevon is Saga. Brian Wood is Massive. And Conan the Barbarian, which Conan. got some major critical it did. acclaim. Yeah, it's, I, which I didn't know. It snuck up on me with that, but yeah. Um, and Conan, and I believe he was writing, he's writing Ultimate, he was writing Ultimate Comics something. X-Men, I think, for a while? Yes. Yeah. Um, which so, wasn't very good. Ultimate X-Men. All right. Okay. 
I just wanted to put that put that mm-hmm. out there so we could kind of we can uh, go over it. So, uh, um, let's let's try to do this. Let's let's try to figure okay. this out. All right, uh, Stephanie, who are you most passionate ab- uh, on about between Brian Wood uh, and Brian K. Vaughn between the two? Um, I really like Saga. Um, but. I think that's the only thing that Brian K. Vaughn's done this year. So I'm willing to take him out and put in my uh, two cents with Brian Wood because okay. he's done more titles and has gotten himself sort of around mm-hmm. this year. So, um, <laughs> around. I, yeah. What a whore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would throw my money on him. Okay. Um, the only other thing I will say in favor of Bob is Bob still has four writers on this list, <laughs> and the rest of us kind of got a, a kind of a buku group. Not that it's going to decide it, but mm-hmm. I, I, Bob, I, you don't have to pare, pare it down to one, but of the your, uh, I guess you have three left. Um, what two are you most passionate about? Hickman and Fraction. Hickman and Fraction. Okay. Oh, you have four left actually. Sorry. Yeah. So, but well, Hickman based on the order I had them in, yes. yeah. Okay, Hickman and Fraction. So we'll get rid of Peter David. And get rid of Gail Simone. Um, so it's Fraction and Hickman um, versus Brian Wood. Uh, now, I think that, you know, between Steve and I, we've yeah. re- we've both read some of the yeah. work from all these people. Yeah. Um, who, who would you throw your weight behind? Hickman. Hickman? Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I Hickman is responsible for my favorite marvels my favorite series period mm-hmm. um granted i've only read his work and now i'm reading fractions work on fantastic four and ff but i mean hickman hickman woke me up to an, an entirely different feeling of uh, or sense of adventure when reading comic books i mean i know stephanie 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 <laughs> hasn't had the chance to to get into those yet but i just and i know that we talk about it a lot but there's a reason that we talk about it a lot is just it's so engaging and a, the the sense of wonderment that i get from his work and not just on fantastic four and ff but other stuff that he's done that there's something so refined about his work, the way that he presents his stories, that as large as they are, the, the the scale is so massive that you're still able to follow along and get so close to his characters. And all the little quiet moments that he creates, he's funny, he's endearing, all of those things. Um, I do really enjoy Brian Wood, but he's kind of here, here and there for me. Um, I did not. I, I did not like Ultimate Comics X Men. I just finished reading one through nineteen, and ended up actually trading it in. Uh, Who does? Th- huh? Who does like it? I mean, no, I know, all, but never. I'm just I'm just using that as an example that you know he was on that book, and like I'm really looking forward to his Star Wars mm-hmm. run. Like I am so pumped for that. Um, and I only read the first issue of Massive. I think I might have read the second issue once, but I don't remember for for shit. So. Um, but I can't really put a vote in for him without being more familiar with his stuff. Um, but my other vote, if I had to choose, would be Fraction, just because I, I think we're going to see so many incredible things from him this coming year, and the fact that he's he's already done a lot of really great work in mm-hmm. 2012. Mm-hmm. My thing, too, right now is we have a lot of Marvel and DC writers. Like, we didn't really put any 
indie people up. Mark Waid's as close as we get to indie right now. I mean, Jeff Lemire's pretty, was pretty indie, but I mean, obviously has taken a big step into the DC pool. But mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Brian Wood writes. He's he writes for Marvel. He's yeah, he, you know. Yeah. So it's not like he's you know, Mister Indie. I don't think that's necessarily a reason to put Brian Wood in. Like, no, by I default. know. I'm just pointing pointing that out. I know. No, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I I'm not discounting the other matt fraction and jonathan hickman at this point mm. i could bow out and be happy with the list i'm just sort of you know i get you i get you um i'll say this um if i was gonna hickman not not only just because of the ff and the fantastic four but for i've read the first three manhattan projects and i think it's brilliant you mm. know i haven't read any secret yet Stephanie, have you read any secret uh, I have. No, I don't know. sorry. No, I was just wondering. I was asking if you had read Secret at all. No, no, no. Sorry, no. my mic cut out there for a second. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's why. <laughs> so you've read it, Steve? Yeah. Um, I think there was only three issues that were released, and then it kind of, it's like it just went away. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, yeah, I did read Secret. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> Carry on, everyone. Um, see, I was thinking. I, I remember the cover with the teeth. Now the teeth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Secret was almost very. Um. It was a Thief of Thieves by Kirkman. Mm-hmm. It had that same like uh, like shyster mob mobster vibe to it, you know, like the whole espionage pulling mm-hmm. uh, the con yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and it was super super intriguing. And then it mm-hmm. just kind of vanished. Um, I'm sure we'll see it again, but um, I mean, I just I think as far as 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 good as Brian Wood is, and I think that his his ideas are great. I think the massive has a lot of potential. I think that I'll I'll like it when I read it and stuff like that. But as far as creating ca- memorable characters or handling characters well and telling a, a story on such a, a grand scale, that Hickman is just the better writer. Mm-hmm. Even though I do enjoy Brian Wood. Um, and I mean, I, I already made my case for Matt Fraction. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's between Fraction and, and Hickman. Um, for me, if I had to cast a vote here, and I, it, I would say Hickman. It's tough because I love the Massive, and I, I think Brian Wood is great. Um, but the Massive is really the only thing I've read of his this year. No. Um, I haven't read Conan the Barbarian, and I'm, I, 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 from all I hear, it's fantastic. You know, mm. but I have not read it. So, in uh, Hickman, everything I've read, I, I've I've loved. So for me, it's Hickman. I think the most interesting thing he did this year is after winding down a three-year-long storyline, in some mm-hmm. cases threads that went back even further, he made an effort to do smaller arcs done in one stories to try to get us to the end of his run. He wanted to make sure he revisited certain characters. You'd see the Black Panther again and, and move things forward in a different way than he'd been doing previously, yet still didn't lose that sense of wonder. The, the one-and-done issues we talked mm-hmm. about before were every bit as good as as one piece of the giant arc, mm-hmm. but there it was all presented in 20 pages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, for me, it's Hickman. Okay. I think we're... Seven, are you okay with that? Yep. Okay. So Jonathan Hickman is our number five. Okay. So what are, who are our writers? Kelly uh, Sue DeCon- got, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Jeff Lemire, Scott Snyder, Mark Wade, and Jonathan Hickman. All right. I think that's a pretty good list. Nice. Pretty good list. All right. So, best ongoing series. Here we go. Here we go now. Here we go now. Here we go. This is either going to be really, really hard or really easy. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I'll start out. Okay. Um, Daredevil, Batman, Uncanny X Force, The Punisher, Aquaman. 
This, Whoa. May, not, this may not be as easy as we think. Oh. I'm flexible on some of these. You know, um, some of them were, I know other things are going to be other people's lists. I want to get some stuff in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. That, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Steve, go ahead. Uh, my best ongoing series are Batwoman, okay. Saga, Batman, Journey into Mystery, and FF. Okay. Bob. World's Finest, mm-hmm. Thunderbolt slash Dark Avengers, since it's changed halfway mm-hmm. through the year, Captain Marvel, FF. And Fantastic Four. Okay. All right. Stephanie. Uh, Invincible. Okay. Rachel Rising. Chew. Animal Man and Aquaman. Whoa. Of course I eat fish sticks. <laughs> no saga for you, huh, Stephanie? Um, I... I don't know. There's a lot of things that I didn't get to cover in the other categories, so I, I felt the need to kind of. That's totally fine. I totally understand bit. that. Yeah, yeah. I just just w- was wondering. That's all. Okay. I, I like it, and I mean, it is obviously one of my favorite books, but I I, I need I, I need to talk about these ones too. No, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with you. So it's really funny. This I never would have. I don't think I would have guessed this, but uh, very disparate. We're very disparate here. But the only three that have more than one vote are Batman, Aquaman, and FF. Those are the only three. That's a motley crew right there. So do we want to make those three and then argue the two? Um, I mean, here's... I think do, Bat- I'm sorry, discuss the two. Yeah, I think yeah. Batman has to be there. Yeah. I, I don't think... I, I think it has to be there. So let's lock in Batman, and I think we can lock in FF. Yeah. Well, I, that's got my vote, so... Yeah. Um, Stephanie, how do you feel about locking in Aquaman, or is there something above Aquaman that you want to fight more for? Um, I'll lock in Aquaman, but I'm definitely going to make cases for a few of my other things. Oh, absolutely. Things. We're, I think we all are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would even finish say like, there's stuff above Aquaman that I would rather argue. So mm-hmm. I leave Aquaman, leave Aquaman, like off to the side, yeah, off to the side, like, like, you know, like kind of first position put it tentatively. Yeah. Um, and then we'll kind of argue mm-hmm. around, um, I, I mean, I, I will stay here till four o'clock in the morning arguing about daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. Um, and I mean, I'll just state my case right now. I talk about it every time it comes out. Um, you know, next to Batman, there's no book I look forward to more uh, every, every single month or bi-monthly. Um, I think that Mark Waid has turned Matt Murdock um, away from the, the the morose, dark figure that he had become into a much more likable, much more relatable hero who still has a lot of depth, but does not need to wallow in, in his sadness all the time to be a person of depth. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously this was last year, but the issue at the end of last year is one of my favorite issues of all time. There are several issues this year. The Mike Allred issue, um, great. Um, you know, a moment in this year where he almost, he admits that he's scared of something. You know, and that's a huge deal for Daredevil. But he pulls it off because he's such an amazing writer. Um, Matt's dealing with cases that are over his head. He's dealing with villains that are over his head. Villains that he thought were nothing have come back to 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 t- put him to his limit. He's dealing with a strained relationship with Foggy, and all the time remaining this active agent of his own life. You know, and not letting these things take over. Um, and also I say every time 
every issue is an issue you can start reading because he d- he lets you know every single issue. As Kelly Sue called it, he lays pipe without it feeling like he's laying pipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a term. Um, I told you earlier, my <laughs> brain goes to these things every time. Uh, I think it's a, a triumph of comic book storytelling. And so I am putting, you know, obviously my foot down squarely with Daredevil, but I want to hear everybody else's arguments about everything else as well. So um, that's my Daredevil. Hmm. Um, I would throw a vote in for Daredevil because I have read, I think about half of it mm-hmm. and it was, it was really engaging. Um, the only, the only title on my list that I would absolutely put my foot down to have on this list would be Saga. Okay. Saga to me is just so fresh mm-hmm. and original and between Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples and what we've seen of it so far, where it, where it's capable of going. Um, it's one of the only comics that I feel that came out this year that immediately felt like it had its own universe, that it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me very much of almost like a Star Wars meets uh, Stargate kind of thing mm-hmm. where there's just this tremendous populace and all of these monsters and aliens and the personalities of the characters and the, the ferociousness of the writing. And it just, it's those, that book just keeps getting better, Mm -hmm. like better and better with every issue. And it is gorgeous. It is drop dead gorgeous. Everything. I love everything about it. Um, and I know it showed up a couple of times, uh, on these lists, but I think there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as something satisfying and something new, um, that saga should be considered. That well, was number okay. nine on my larger list. If that, yeah, I mean, it was like gives numbers, it a half a vote. Honestly, yeah. I, that wasn't on this list because I expected you and Stephanie both to put it on your list. So I was like, I don't want to keep doing, you know. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely keeping that like that circled. That's you know that's staying off the chopping block. Um, uh, for now. Um, uh, Stephanie, what 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 series of yours are you going to throw your uh, weight behind? Rachel Rising. Okay. Hands down. Um, it's, I, I feel like there's not enough people reading it, and thankfully it's not going to get canceled because I believe Abstract is Terry Moore and his wife's uh, like publishing company. Mm-hmm. So they self-publish it, but it is the best comic that you're not reading right now. Okay. Ooh. End of story. Like, <laughs> it's written by him. It's... Uh, the art's done by him. So everything that he's thinking, you know, is getting put on the page and his characters are getting conveyed the way he wants them conveyed. And he is such a master of storytelling. Um, I mean, it follows again, one of those sort of almost cliche um, done to death story plots in the sense that it follows a girl who comes back from the dead and, um, it's cliche, I guess, in the supernatural sense, but he makes it his own and you don't know what's going on for, I don't know, until probably about like issue 10. You just have no fucking clue what's happening <laughs> and it doesn't matter because it's so well written. The characters are so intriguing and you just want to read more. You don't really even care why she's back from the dead. You just want to learn about like the people that are in her life and why she's there and you know, and there's these little sub stories that don't take up the entire issue, but they leave you just 
intrigued and there's just so much to guess about. And I think it's seriously, again, it's the best comic that you guys are not reading. Hmm. All right. That was a, pr- that was a pretty good, that was a pretty case. good yeah. pitch. I gotta say, I have to say. So, um, well, I think here's the deal. I think that Stephanie and I both feel more strongly about things on our list than Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'll cut on Kenny X-Force. You can cut Batwoman and Journey into Mystery as well. Okay. Um, because as I've said it too many times already. It's a, it's a book that everybody should be reading, and it's amazing. So check it out. Um, and I'll cut The Punisher as well, but I've said enough about that as well because okay. it's not going to make we'll it. We'll do the same for me then with World's Finest, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, uh, it's a wonderfully very old-fashioned book by Paul Levitz, uh, George Perez, and Kevin McGuire. Um, I'm sure it's not doing very well. I know Earth 2 is actually selling much better for some oh, really? bizarre reason, wow. which, is, uh, which is just a piece of poop. poop. Piece of garbage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's on there and we discussed mm. it. So world's finest, throw it, throw it down the drain. For it's now. great though. It's a great yeah. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, since Kelly, Susan, all our list, I can't imagine we don't actually speak about what Captain Marvel accomplished in a year where you would have said this was dead in the water mm-hmm. or, or was the Hindenburg falling out of the sky. It'd be a mm-hmm. better analogy, I guess, but to take a character that had been, turned around 14 different ways by how many different writers and just made into crap mm-hmm. to make it literally into what it now says on the cover, you know, Earth's Mightiest Hero, and you can kind of believe it. Mm-hmm. She's an uh, uh, just a, a really adventurous woman of, of power and, and depth of character. Uh, her The supporting cast is excellent. There's wonderful interrelations between them. And so far, we've had one really great little story arc to go. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that disqualifies it because it only has seven issues in mm-hmm. out of the year. Right. What do you think? Not enough issues? It's not even the issues. It's what, probably the reason why I didn't pull for Hawkeye in this category either is because I don't think it isn't uh, enough yet. The thing Captain Marvel is I've liked every issue, and I've loved several of the issues, but I haven't. For them, for there only be seven or eight issues, I haven't loved every single issue. You know okay. what I mean? So that's the only reason it's not on my list. It's because if they're going to be have that little issues, if I had been ecstatic about every single one of them, it absolutely would have been here. You know, um, but because I haven't, that's why it's not there for me. You know, um, all of them have been very good, but I don't think a couple have been great. And unfortunately, we're we're in the area where it almost ha- okay. all has to be great. You know what I mean? Um, if you have that small issues, it's not like she had 24 issues of it this year. Right. And two of them weren't great. You know, that's the only reason why. Okay. So do you want to, are you, okay. okay. Well, I guess we'll pull. Okay. We'll pull that. Um, so Stephanie, um, you have invincible and animal man. Uh, none of us are reading invincible. So I don't know how we're going to keep that on the list. That's fine. Um, I put you on there as well. Oh, so Chew, I mean, Shoe and Invincible are, again, two comics that I think everyone should be reading. Um, if you're going to choose between, I mean, Invincible is Kirkman. Mm-hmm. And just putting this out there, I read issue 105 of The Walking Dead. And between the two series that are now in their 100 issues, or pretty damn close, I think mm-hmm. Invincible is on 99. Give up on The Walking Dead. It's garbage <laughs> compared to Invincible. If you're going to have to choose between the two titles on a monthly basis, Invincible hasn't ke- has kept up its pace. It's still interesting and completely worth your money. So, you know, I-, I don't know. I think it's time for The Walking Dead to make its peace or move to a completely different cast 
to keep it interesting, whereas Invincible still has the same characters and rocks. <laughs> okay, but we're we're gonna get rid of Invincible. Yes, I just wanted to make my piece on those. You can get rid of Invincible and Chew. So okay. I just wanted to say my piece on those. All right. So what we have left on this list? All right, Daredevil, mm-hmm. Saga. Um, I don't know what DA is. I don't know what I wrote down. Dark Avengers. Dark Avengers. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Four, Rachel Rising, and Animal Man. That's what we have left. Uh-huh. Um, we got to make some cuts, people. <laughs> uh, how many votes would we have if we put Saga up for a vote right now? Um, I mean, I would. I, I could put my weight behind Saga. Absolutely. I could. Uh, it's got mine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll lock in Saga. So that leaves one. Two. Two. We still have yeah. two. Oh. Um, I would throw a vote in for Daredevil. Okay. Um, as much as I as I love I mean, obviously mm. Fantastic Four, but I I could do Fantastic even if Fantastic Four won nothing, I think between you and I, Bob, I think that when we do our personal list that we could do those those that series more than enough justice. You do F F I mean do F F F on the yeah. list. Um uh, the thing is, like, uh, I think next to Batman, Daredevil is the best book out there, you know, and that's me. Obviously, I'm that's me personally, mm-hmm. but I feel so strongly about it. You know what I mean? And I think not to represent it is is an issue. You know, I, I think I don't care what universally is said about it, but I just feel like it is such high quality work. Um, not that these other things aren't, you know, but well, no, we're at that level or that yeah. level, you know, that I just. <laughs> It feels vital to me to have it on a list, but that's just me. So, mm-hmm. um, the Daredevils I read, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the Doom stuff where he was messing with his yeah his senses, senses, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And that even though it was last year, the snow issue, the Christmas yeah. issue, yeah. And there's the issue this year with, you know, with when they get to sh- they show Matt, you know, his father's last yes. boxing match where they tune his, you know, his senses so he he can see that thing he never got to see. Just highly emotional stuff you know and it, it astounds me when I, when I read that kind of stuff sold uh, Stephanie what do you think um sure <laughs> you don't sound overly convinced I haven't really read it so I mean I can't really okay I, I, I don't really have any you're really passionate about it and I've been wanting to read it but I, I mean I feel weird trying to be like no <laughs> or otherwise so yeah i mean well we can we don't have to lock it in yet we can no no it's fine it's fine i wasn't i just it's fine i mean the other things we have here are i mean 70 are you willing to get rid of animal man um yes okay animal man so we have um daredevil dark avengers fantastic four and rachel rising uh, I mean, if I could say something about Rachel Rising, mm-hmm. I mean, Stephanie, the way that she just talked about it, like t- I today, tomorrow, I want to go and pick it up and yeah. start reading it like mm-hmm. immediately. I really do. Um, but I, I feel like that if I could just hearken back to the argument that she gave me or the, the you know, what, what she said earlier about putting something on the list that people know, like something no one's reading something that, yeah something that not a lot of people are reading mm-hmm. versus something that it might be more, a little bit more universal mm-hmm. um of what we have but i don't know what what we have left i think the only thing that would be remotely universal of what we have left is fantastic four mm-hmm. but we already have ff 
And I, mean, I, I mean, gonna, go back. if I'm gonna give up, I would honestly between Fantastic Four and, I mean, I'm fine giving up Rachel Rising, but if it's going to be like Aquaman, right? Okay, it's got to be Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have to talk a bit. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: you're right about Rachel Rising. You're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, I was ready to put it on the list after yeah. Stephanie's. No, play. I'm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I. Like I said, I would go out if you said like if you put them in front of me and said you know X amount of dollars, I'd give them to you and I'd mm-hmm. read it right now. Yeah. Then isn't there enough of a recommendation to put it on the list? I don't know. I it's it was kind of the the thing about before about not including something on the list that you know I know people are going to expect to see certain titles, but then we mm-hmm. could throw them a curveball. But then it's like we're giving a slot to something that if people aren't necessarily if the readership isn't there and it's not going to get voted on versus the other titans that we have on the list then why give it a spot i don't know i i mean um, it's on like to be fair you're saying that it's not really well known it's on ign's best comic no it's not that it's not well like, and known. i'm not saying that i mean our lists are completely different but i yeah. mean people do know of the book well yeah like, a know, lot of people but they know of it but i mean i don't i mean anytime that i go to the comic shop i don't i i, I don't hear i don't hear anything about it except from you so I have really, I mean, trust me, I want to read it. I have no doubt that it's amazing. The way you described it, it's it sounds phenomenal, and I can't wait to read it. I just, if we're going to give a last spot, I mean, if you were going to say Aquaman, I would give I would give it to Aquaman over Rachel Rising just because of we know what Jeff Johns did for that character. I already said that. I know. Well, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> and it did start out with two votes. It did start out with It's true. It did. It's true. I mean, if if we if we are happy with that, I'm willing yeah. to go with that. All I'm, right, I'm good with Aquaman. So we'll put the la- so I guess it was it Daredevil and Aquaman. Then is that what we're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a, I guess that's a pretty good list. No, everybody got one. I think, maybe. Yeah, everybody got at least one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, Bob, read off what we got there. Batman. Okay. FF. Saga. Mm-hmm. Aquaman. Daredevil. All right. Okay. All right, so one last award to get through. Last one. I yep. think I need a drink for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is best overall comic. All right, so oh, this boy. is a little bit of like our kind of our best picture. You know, um, uh, it can be an ongoing. It can be uh, a graphic novel. It can be a uh, one shot. It could be a web comic. It basically encapsulates all of the other categories in one category. So. It's really the best thing you, almost you've read, you know, this year is really kind of the way to go. And um, all right. So who wants to start out? Steve, you want to dive in? I'll go. Okay. All right. Uh, expect, I'll Batman. Okay. Batwoman. Okay. Batgirl. <laughs> I know. Saga and FF. Sorry to be so predictable, but okay. those are my books. All right, um, Bob. Uh, Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers, Defenders, Captain Marvel, FF, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. All right. All right, Stephanie. Mine are pretty similar to the last bunch, but I've got um, Aquaman, Batman, okay. Revival, Saga, and I'm I'm really itching for Rachel Rising here, but Rachel Rising's also okay. among them. Okay, um, I have Underwater Welder, um, oh, well, all right. 
Daredevil, Batman, Punk Rock Jesus, and JL8 are my are my five. Oh, well, oh, wait, we could have included you... digital and all that too? Yeah, it's everything. Opus overall comic. Ah! Uh... <laughs> womp I thought this was just like, oh, never mind. No. Whatever. It's his best overall Whatever. comic, Stephanie. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, then let her. You, you can absolutely yeah. amend if you want to, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, is something else you'd rather have in there? Take out something and put something else in? I don't know. I'll take out Aquaman for the abominable Charles Christopher. Okay. So Aquaman souls. out and Charles Christopher in. Christopher in. All right. And, uh, oh, Defenders, Bob. That's right. I, I knew yep. I, was mis- I was missing one of yours. Okay. Um, Actually, can I do one more alteration? Cause sure. Because you guys are going to. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever. Um, since. Everyone loves Batman anyways. Can I just swap that for Sarah and the Seed? Because some of these digital comics really, like, they, they touched me. They gave you the feels? Yeah. They gave me the feels. <laughs> you can do that. Absolutely. Right. Um, um, That's happening. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Sarah it's and the Seed. Right now. It's happening right it, now. Okay. <laughs> words. <laughs> All right. So um, here we go now. <laughs> this is a big one. This is a big ass one. All right. Let's just put Batman on there and get okay. it over with. Batman's on there. Yeah. Because it still had a third vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And will if we argue it for four days, yeah. we'll still end up with three votes. So <laughs> that's why I just took there. it out because I figured. You know. <laughs> All right. So we got Batman. Um, that's on there. Uh, all right. Uh, we had. Okay. This is gonna be really tough. There's so many different ones. Um. Okay, I'm willing to bow out on JL8. Uh, okay. I absolutely love it. It's I adore hysterical. it. Yeah. I, I, I think, having read it, it's one of my favorite things of the year, obviously. Um, it's not going to last through this debate. Mm-hmm. Obvi- uh, you know, not, but it's wonderful. And everybody should be reading it. Um, all right. So, um, I have a question for you. Yes. Batgirl, not on your best ongoing, but in your best comics of overall yeah (laughs) no um no it wasn't in my best ongoing maybe i just wasn't thinking about it at the time but um with uh, with everything that's been going on with gail simone lately i've kind of taken a look at what she's done with the character and i'm trying to look at at what the writers of these books what they've accomplished in the time that they've been on them and for her to have taken Barbara out of the wheelchair and and breathe new new life and, and new purpose mm-hmm. and new action into her, um, give her uh, I some people didn't like him. I thought her first villain, the mirror, mm-hmm. thought was great. Um, I really, really enjoyed um that that whole I thought I thought who he turned out to be was maybe a little bit weak but his presence in the book at the start was a really really strong start Mm -hmm. um and then everything especially after 15 with with the death in the family uh and everything that she's been through and the 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 narrative of that book i think has been one of the strongest narratives that i've read since we started talking comics okay um the the redemption all of the, all of the themes everything that we've ever said about Batgirl, um, is just a a, a character that's like rise from the ashes, mm-hmm. 
and I, I, I maybe a little part of me is is nominating her because I have a feeling that after sixteen comes out and Gail Simone, you know, leaves leaves the title and whatnot, we don't know what's going to happen. That should the book go, you know, turn take a turn for the worse in whatever capacity that her run on it deserves to be recognized as one of the best things that you could have read in the past year as far as character growth and being being in that character's plight and and wanting her to achieve um that's just me now she felt guilt about getting out of the chair within the series you yeah. know showed new resolve new heroism yeah. throughout the run of it i had moments she didn't think she could win a fight she didn't think she could win the fight yeah, uh, it's actually at my number seven. I like seeing I like seeing these characters that are viewed at as being so strong and being so uh, like indestructible. I liked seeing one of those characters really, really vulnerable for nearly the whole run, with the exception of the last few issues where she's just had enough mm-hmm. and she's kind of you know she's taken it back and she's just she's a monster. Like I wouldn't want to, especially now. I wouldn't yeah. want to mess with her at all. Um, and just that from being this timid, scared, uh, you know, frightened girl who's trying to get back to the swing of things to gaining her sense of self-worth back and literally staring the person who put her there in the face is just, it's really iconic. Mm-hmm. So that's Batgirl by Steve Say. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. I mean, I, I like, that's a really good argument for it. I, I just, you, you really think it belongs in the top five, like best overall stories you read, like best comics you read? Oh, I don't care. Sure. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't care. Why would we doing that. this? No, honestly. Thank um, you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, this, I, this is not a cop out, but we're at the, we're at the point in this recording session. We're at the point in this, and I know this is the most, this is the biggest yeah. uh, topic that we have, but there are so many good b- titles that have been mentioned that honestly, at this point, I don't think we can go wrong with any of these. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, there are, I mean, you know, I I would put Saga before I would before Batgirl, okay. uh, just for originality's sake. Um, I mean, I gotta make my case for Underwater Welder, which oh I'm there. <laughs> so I'm so yeah, agreeable. Which I I think is, um, you know, it's definitely the best. I mean, it's my favorite single piece of work. You know, obviously we're, that's not an ongoing. My my favorite single piece of work. It spoke to me the most. Um, you know, my love for Jeff Lemire is no secret. Obviously, um, it's it's so emotional and so true while still being you know fantastical. That you know, I it's the book I, th- I probably think about the most. You know, as days go by, and the book that I most want to go back and and read. And the only reason I don't go back and read it is because it's it's so emotional that I just, I, I sometimes, you know, sc- you know, sc- yeah, I can't handle it. Exactly. That was, uh, that was my mom's first comic. I gave it to her oh, really? uh, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It was a, and she, I mean, she fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I wrote that piece on yeah. underwater welder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about a book. The only thing was that I, I made the, the mistake of reading Essex County 
right after that. Just crying. And oh god, Essex County <laughs> destroyed mm. me. Lots of the crying. end of of book two, just mm. like the 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 page formed a giant butcher knife, like Freddy Krueger style, and just butchered me right in my seat. That book was ridiculous. Um, no, I would I would honestly I would throw everything of on my list out for that book for Underwater Welder. So okay. you have my vote for that. All right. Um. So that uh-huh. seems like it's going to stay for now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's going to stay permanently. Um, I don't know if either Stephanie and I would argue against it. I know Stephanie liked it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I wouldn't currently argue against it. We have a lot of books to go through. I wouldn't do. lock it in either. But no, we'll, leave it argue it we'll put it. a circle around it. We're putting a circle around it. Um, I got to say, I would also... Sarah and the Seed is something that I would definitely want to have a discussion about because again on that same track of uh, of emotion and i think that it's interesting because it you know i don't i don't i would never want something to be nominated for novelty sake and to say that it was novelty sake would be embarrassing to the people who wrote it because mm-hmm. it's a great story mm-hmm. you know it's obviously a different format and done in a, in a, on a smaller scale than a lot of other stuff but um i think the effect of it do works you, just as well do you know what sarah and the seed was i'll tell you exactly what it was it was the first 12 minutes of pixar's up it was yeah. in 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 one <laughs> in one comic sarah sarah and the seed was wonderful and was was one of the best things that i that i'd read this year that really 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 um left me with it with even though it was sad it left me with a really good feeling uh in the end it was just beautiful. It really like, was. The story is just so incredibly well conveyed. Like it, I don't know. I wouldn't there... vote against it. All right, so I'm gonna circle it. Yeah. All right. All right. So. I'd be willing to take out like the abominable Charles Christopher if you know Sarah and the Seed was okay. a potential. It's definitely a, it's definitely a potential. It absolutely yeah. is a potential. Um. Now, do we want to have the same conversation about Rachel Rising again? <laughs> Um, no, I just want people to know that it's that good. Absolutely. And it's actually, it's, I bought it. Um, not since you, I bought it like in this whole preparation of catch up. I thought it might get brought up. Unfortunately, I did not get to it after I bought it, but I did buy the first volume on comiXology. So I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, I hope you like it. I will. Well, you never know. Cause you know, obviously we're recording this mm-hmm. all in one day. You guys are doing this over many weeks. I might've read it by now and fall in love with it. And it might end up on my list, you know? You, you never know. Sure. But um, it, that that's uh, – I, I just don't think it's going to make it just because no one else has read it, and it's tough to put it on our best overall comics if no one else has read it. Um, it's cool beans. It's cool beans. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, okay. Um, let's talk about – Bob, let's talk about which one – I mean, I know <laughs> FF and Fantastic Four are going to be the ones that you feel most passionate about. Uh, only because we've moved FF into the other spot in ongoing, I would now really fight for Fantastic Four. Here's the only Here. thing, and we're in that point where it's like, if FF is on top of Fantastic Four in ongoing, how can Fantastic Four be on top of FF in overall comics? Well, then, by that basis, though, then this overall list will be that other list. Well, no, because we're, we're, we're including other things. We're including webcomics, we're including miniseries, we're including graphic novels. So, you know, you're expanding out what we're including here. Okay. That that's the only reason I'm saying that. You know, it's tough in the hierarchy of our like uh, um, our, our awards to 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 
put okay but th then in essence we everyone would have had to make sure as we we're making these last two lists that everything got parsed in the same order and we're already not to that place i mean what do you mean same order in essence well well uh, though i'm on board with steve with batgirl mm -hmm. if it didn't make his other list yet it came up in this list but i mean you brought it up i, I don't think okay. i don't think batgirl can make the 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 best overall comics mm -hmm. list i just don't think it i think it's great but again we're talking like we're talking next level okay. well then i'm out of the hunt entirely well no we still have i mean ff no. is still a question because it's didn't it make it made best ongoing series didn't it yeah 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 okay well then i love ff <laughs> we've said it already you know yeah I'm, i mean i oh, god i'm agreeing with everybody <laughs> They're all so good. It's so hard to choose. How many? We have four spots left. Mm-hmm. Do oh. we really? Yeah. Oh. So let me ask you guys: If we went underwater welder, saga, mm -hmm. FF, and Sarah and the Seed, I wouldn't have disagreed. How do we all feel about that? Yeah, fine. Bob does not like it. <laughs> I, no, I, I again, I I lost all mine the last time around, so I have I have nothing to say. Um, Stephanie. Um, I could deal with that. <laughs> everyone's so everyone's so exuberant for our final category. Hey, I'm fine. Right, over so here. okay, so Batman, Underwater, Welder, Sarah and the Seed, FF, and what was the last one? Saga. Yeah, I'm totally behind that. Totes, guys. What? <laughs> awesome. We rock. <laughs> that better? Yes. Totes. That was great. You're welcome, guys. I got yelled at for using totes. That was great. By who? Uh, Bump Girl on Twitter. <laughs> Met her at the Geek Girls Con. Oh. So did you just no, say no, you don't mean the Geek Girls Con? That's an actual world convention. World Fine, the Geek Girls after party. party. Sarah in the seat. Rare. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Don't rare me. I'll marry you all I want. Right. Rare. So, you know, about five and a half hours of podcasting time later, <laughs> since we sat down and started this. Uh, we have our full list of uh, nominees. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we should. You want to go back and read them all? No. <laughs> uh, um, they could podcast. rewind. Yeah, they? yeah. And they can also look on the post uh, where we will list all of them. Um, so that's the end of our first ever Talking Comics Awards nominee debate. How do we all feel? Tired. Uh, <laughs> tired? I feel really good about it. You good? Pretty yeah. inside. Yeah. I think with some good radio, I think we did a good job. Yeah. I think we got some good nominees. We got a breadth of nominees. I think that, um, much like other award shows, we, I, I, I like some of the like, especially like our our story arc one. I like our artist one a lot. I think that uh, we had some you know variables that not a lot of other places mm -hmm. are going to have, and I think that came in naturally. It wasn't us trying to do that, so I, I, I like that. Yeah, there's some unexpected here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I hope everybody had a great Christmas and a good New Year. Um, if you want again, <laughs> I'll piggyback on my sentiments. Seventy. <laughs> Sorry. Happy Valentine's Day too. While we're at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, let us know what you think of all our nominations and our our uh, awards and our debate and all that other good jazz. Um, info at talkingcomicbooks.com or at talkingcomics on Twitter. Or uh, Facebook.com slash Talking Comics. Um, my personal Twitter is at Bobby Shortle. Steve's is? Mine is dead underscore anchorus. Stephanie? Oh, hello, cookie. And Bob? Bob Breyer at TalkingComicBooks.com. 
Um, and again, guys, don't forget to vote. We're gonna, we have polls on the site um, for you guys to vote for your picks. Um, we want to know because next week on the show, we're going to announce uh, your winners as well as our winners. Um, look for ours. Our, um, ours. Ours. Look ours. for ours. <laughs> look for our top 10 lists on the site. Um, so that is it for the show. So for Steve. My muffins. Bob. <laughs> Good night. And Stephanie. Happy New Year, everyone. Until next time on Talking Comics. To be continued.